the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. Yes, it is. Thanks for flying with us on Thirsty Thursday. Yep. Thank you for flying with us on Thirsty Thursday. Do you think there? You think you guys that there's some uh, flight attendants out there greeting the buses of illegal aliens that are being trotted around the country, telling them, "Thank you for flying the Biden Airlines, and now that you're here, feel free to roam about the country." Paid for by the American taxpayers. We're going to be updating you guys on the border. Uh, some breaking news happening in that situation you're not going to like. Uh, we had the beginnings of the impeachment inquiry today. Inquiring minds want to know, was anything accomplished? Will anything be accomplished with this impeachment inquiry? Will it even lead to impeachment? I don't know. One of the star witnesses of the Republican Party today kind of made me question what they were really trying to accomplish, if anything. That's a head scratcher. Uh, last night, speaking of head scratchers, I wanted to claw my eyes out because I actually did watch that debate last night, which really wasn't even a debate. For how long did we hear that Donald Trump was not fit for office because, in part, he had been on a reality TV show, yet they literally, and I mean literally, tried to turn the, quote, debate into a reality game show last night. I can't even believe how insipid, how moronic, how mind-numbingly incompetent this entire debate was. Let me just tell y'all right now before I get into some of the details a little bit later, because I am going to talk about it, not because there was any breaking news having anything to do with the, with the candidates, but because if you really wondered whether or not Fox News was uh, was on its way down the toilet, let me tell you, they flushed themselves <laughs> last night. And who had her handle on the... Uh, uh, the her finger on the handle of the flush, Dana Perino herself. And where was Dana Perino last week? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where was Dana Perino last week leading up to this debate? You are. You might be surprised to find out where, but maybe not if you've been paying attention to the Bushies. The Bush family in the last few years. Before I go any further, i got to bring in uh, this man, this dude the high priest of the Andrea K show at this moment short lived though. Cause we got a new producer starting up here in a couple of days. It's your old fave. It's DJ carrot sticks. Hey, does anyone want carrot sticks? Get them out of here. 
Oh, geez. They're, Trump wants me out of here already. <laughs> he, he's ready for DJ Sesame Broccolini. Yes. The Chapa Broccolini. He's yeah. Chapa Broccolini. One of these days, we're going to get all of the vegetable DJs together yeah. and do like a best of show or something, or have us on and we interview you. Oh, that could be fun. That would, that would that be, could fun. be we very gotta include fun. DJ Sour Cream. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, we can't we can't have uh, a DJ vegetable event of any kind without sour cream and onion. Um, Oh, you know what? I forgot to check the lot. Literally, what were we talking about last night? The Powerball? Yeah. I forgot about Uh. I I got my ticket. I never checked the numbers. I never bothered to check the numbers. You know what? Can can you? Is there a way to check the numbers without them being scanned? Without me having to go back to the store where I bought yeah. the ticket? Yeah, I mean they'll tell you the winning numbers, and you just check to see if you if you have the winning numbers. Okay, maybe you can. Um, you want it me was to- a meg. Yeah, it was a. I've got both here. It was a mega millions I bought a while back that I never checked the numbers on, and then yesterday it was the Powerball uh, that I bought the ticket for and forgot to check. So do we need a drum roll? Can you look real quick? Let's see here. You guys are about to find out whether or not I won $850 million. <laughs> I need a proper drum roll for this. Because we know if you do, you will be back tomorrow. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know what? I'm so dumb. I, I, what, what do I always say? That I don't want to go public with winning? So maybe I don't want you. All, All right. right let's, winning numbers. Okay. One. Seven. Forty-six. Okay, no. <laughs> Forty-six. You're not even reading the numbers. No, it is. Yeah, this is it. You, uh, One, okay, seven, forty-six, forty-seven, sixty-three, and the Powerball seven. I didn't get one number. So <laughs> you, you would think a lot of people probably got those two because seven is a lot of people's lucky number. So seven was both the regular number and the Powerball and the number. Powerball. Hmm. So that's two, and you only need five to win. I think a couple hundred bucks and then you get six yeah. millions. And then if you got all seven, that's when you get the 850 million bones. Yeah. That's the, yeah. The well, bones. I didn't get one bone. All right. <laughs> well, we'll t- see you. To, we'll see you for the show tomorrow then. Yes. That, t- <laughs> that, that well, that that's $2. I'm never going to see again for that ticket. When it doesn't go to schools, they say, you no. know, all that lot of some of that lot of money is supposed to go to school. My mom was a teacher for over 30 years and she never saw anything that came to any of her schools because of the California lotto. So, of course, not speaking of schools, that was one of the cringy, uh, cringeworthy moments of the debate last night. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, so today, I mean, I, there. Let me tell y'all, I was almost torn. Do I talk about the impeachment inquiry today and the bad theatrics going on? Uh, and the game that's being played in D.C. with the Republican Party in this impeachment inquiry. Do I open with that or do I open with the ridiculous display of a bad reality game show last night? I mean, they're they're both so bad. I mean, it doesn't really matter which one I go with. But let's start with the impeachment inquiry, because this is supposed to actually be something that's going to be a good thing for this country. There was there was never anything that was going to be coming out of the debate last night that was actually going to affect us. I, I think it's clear Donald Trump is going to win the primary. Um, but this impeachment inquiry and accountability in this country is absolutely desperately needed. It's so desperately needed 
that it really makes me angry when it's blatantly obvious to the American people that something like an impeachment inquiry is not meant to hold anybody accountable, but it's meant to play a game with our minds. One of the first things that I saw today when I uh, just got online to see kind of touch base what was going on with this impeachment inquiry today, I used to watch every hearing like this, you know, beginning to end. And um, the opening statements are nothing but, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of lies and gaslighting now and posturing and the witnesses, you know, government, especially if they're Democrats, get to just come and lie. So, you know, I don't really watch them beginning to end anymore. So I touched base today to see what was going on. And I see that one of the headlines was uh, law professor Jonathan Turley as a witness, and he he was stating that there wasn't enough evidence at this point for an impeachment, and that's what the purpose uh, – uh, uh, well, the headline was, witness says, not enough evidence for an impeachment. And I started getting into it because I'm like, what? I thought this was the Republican Party putting on this inquiry, so the witnesses at this point should be called by the Republican Party, and they've called somebody forth – an attorney, and I, I know Turley well. I mean, most people do who follow the media and follow the news because he was, he was a Republican witness when Trump was being impeached over the phone call to Ukraine. And I thought, and so I'm, I'm digging into it and I'm thinking, why, this can't be. You know, why would the Republicans bring forth a witness, an attorney, to state there's not enough evidence to impeach Joe Biden? That's insane. He went on to say that there was enough evidence to uh, to open an inquiry, but he wouldn't go as far as to say, and he and he cited that it was clear that Joe Biden had not been truthful. Wouldn't call him a liar. Um, went on to say that you know there was there was an basically there was a, I'm paraphrasing Turnley here, but basically there was an a, an attempt to of, of a bribery scheme against Joe Biden, but there was really no evidence that it was successful. Say what? No evidence that that Joe Biden was involved in a bribery scheme. Go to, you know, with Jonathan Turley, go to Gateway Pundit yesterday, who was reporting on uh, Oversight Committee released an email with Joe Biden's brother to uh, it was uh, I don't know if it, I don't remember if it was a text a WhatsApp message or an email from Joe Biden's brother to Hunter Biden saying, I guess I'll work with Joe with your father on the side. Basically, it's literally a smoking gun. What do you mean there's no evidence of impeachment? And that's who the Republican Party put out there today. This is nothing but a sham. It's nothing but a ruse to try to make the Republican voters think they're actually on the course of holding anybody accountable, and they're not. You know what evidence is? Evidence is the fact that you take that WhatsApp message right there. You take the text messages and the emails we had from that was reported by Gateway Pundit after the House Ways and Means Committee released... Uh, messages between Hunter Biden and others about the family asset. They only have one asset, as Jim Comer said, and that's Joe Biden. You take the whistleblower SD uh, 1023 document, then you take the bank records. It's all evidence, every bit of it. There's no need for an impeachment inquiry at this point. How did the Democrats play the game today? 
speaking of Jonathan Turley, let's I want you to hear a little bit of clip. Um, I'm not sure I did I pull this clip. Uh, yes, it's I want you to hear how this Democrat goes after Turley here sticks. If you can play that clip, I'm only going to play the first minute. Professor Turley, in 2006, you wrote an op ed in The Guardian entitled, quote, stop persecuting polygamists. There you liken polygamists to, quote, persecuted minorities. And you said polygamy is, quote, a practice with deep and good faith religious meaning. Isn't that what you said? I represented the sister wives, uh, a family, in challenging a a polygamy prosecution. The answer is yes. You've been crusading for legalizing polygamy for years. In fact, in an op-ed in the USA Today, you said that a Utah polygamist named Tom Green, who was also convicted of pedophilia for raping his 13-year-old stepdaughter, should not have been charged with polygamy. Now, Mr. Chairman, can we're I respond, counting. Because uh, that's not. Can I respond? Because that's not entirely accurate. I actually criticized. I, him we don't need to hear anymore. Dealing- uh, you know, that's not entirely accurate. He says. First of all, a couple of points. You see how the Democrats hit. You think if the Democrats have the kind of evidence impeached with no inquiry, Donald J. Trump for a phone call to Ukraine that he had every right to make as the Commander in Chief and the Chief Executive of the United States of America. The Republicans put up this creep, Jonathan Turley, who, if this Democrat is right, defended a child rapist over supposedly uh, the boundary between, you know, moral laws or what, what have you. And the Democrats use this against him to personally destroy him and discredit him in front of the American people. Because he dared to not even say that there there was grounds and evidence of impeachment, but just to say that there might be. And that's what the purpose of an inquiry is for. The Democrats are in this game to win it at the expense of every American. There's nobody that they will not persecute and destroy. And we're playing patty cake by bringing people like Turley to an impeachment inquiry. I am absolutely disgusted with what happened. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got more on the impeachment inquiry and my thoughts on that. By the way, don't forget you can download our podcast. I believe they're all up to date, babies. And email me at andreakeshaw.com, andreakeshaw.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We were talking about this impeachment inquiry the dumbest thing i've ever heard we don't have time to be playing these games and you want to know one of the reasons why the republicans did this impeachment inquiry because they go and drag this out and drag this out and drag this out until we're into primary season they've probably already decided behind the scenes and worked with the democrats on on uh, when Joe Biden's going to step down from uh, the presidency. And then they're going to say, well, there's no need to impeach him. He's not a president anymore. And then the Republican Party, MAGA people like us are going to say, well, they impeached Trump after he was out of office. But the Republicans, you know that they won't. I posed the question out there today to my peeps on the socials. Uh, the impeachment inquiry is happening right now. Who's watching? What are your thoughts? And uh, Sandra Kinslow said it's it's going nowhere. And that's exactly by design. 
The Democrats had their talking points all good to go, though. See, the Democrats aren't burdened with a little thing called the truth. They're not burdened with uh, with with morals. OK, we brought Jonathan. Tur- and by the way, if 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 you care about morals, Republican Party, I don't want to see you bring forth somebody that's been representing polygamists, especially polygamists that are child rapists. Not a good look, Republican Party. Uh, you know, uh, that point went to the Democrat. He successfully tarnished Turley's reputation forever with me. Oh, I represented the um, sister wives people. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know that the Democrats are going to score any points um, with continuing with these. Uh, there's no evidence. It's been uh, there's been two tracks that the Democrats have been all coordinated and talking. Number one, that there's no evidence. And number two, that Joe Biden is just he's just been acting like a good father. Um, here is I want you to hear um, this one Democrat saying uh, the only thing he's guilty of is being a father. This entire fake impeachment inquiry isn't about the United States. It's about Hunter Biden. And the only thing the president is, can be guilty of here is being a father. This is what we're dealing with. The only thing he's guilty of is being with father. Because doesn't every father who's a government official, hasn't every father who's been a vice president of the United States, haven't, hasn't every father who's been a president of the United States sold off his country for some, for some bucks? No. And not every father of a crackhead with a laptop showing images of what looks suspiciously like underage girls, a son who was under investigation for child pornography, been proud of that son. And certainly I can't imagine any father who would be a government official, a vice president or or especially a president with any character and integrity involving his crackhead son and sexual predator in business deals. You want to you want to be a good father to a son that's as messed up as, as Hunter Biden is. You spend all of your time trying to get him help. And that means not enabling him. That means not, you know, enabling him and brushing him up in a way that allows him to then go forth, which is a part of feeding his habit by um, having him be the front man on a bribery scheme. But he wasn't the only one. That congressperson wasn't the only one to push forth the he's only guilty of being a father routine. We also heard this by another Democrat on, I think it was CNN or MSNBC. And, you know, I do, I continue to believe that one of the things about why this is so dangerous is at the heart of it, we're talking about, I mean, Hunter probably did, did some things that are unethical, we wouldn't like, but he was, he's a recovering drug addict. And I do think that there are a lot of people who have a lot of compassion and know people. I have many in my own, some in my own family who behaved horribly while they were using. And I think it's some, you know, it does keep coming back to that. And there's no evidence to suggest that, that the president did anything other than try to help his son get help. his son get help from what there's no evidence he did anything but try to get in his sons uh, this is the kind of gaslighting that makes me go crazy that people are allowed 
to get away with this with no pushback and, and on media outlets that are supposed to be legitimate. There's no evidence that this is, oh, it's so dangerous. There's no evidence. Yes, he might have misbehaved. What we're talking about here doesn't even have anything to do with his drug addictions. We're not talking about him leaving a dime bag of Coke in the White House recently. We all know it was him. We're not even talking about him smoking a crack pipe, driving his Porsche 90 miles an hour or 100 miles an hour, whatever it was, on his way to Vegas, endangering the public. We're talking about the now president of the United States, former vice president of the United States, selling off this country and a bribery scheme to line the pockets of his family. I think we have a clip from James Comer afterwards when he was asked by a reporter, and I think he kind of summed up how the hearing went today and the evidence that we have against Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Sticks, if you can play that clip. Chairman Comer, with regard to Ukraine and Victor Shokin, in 2019, a lot of people from the State Department came and testified that Joe Biden was just implementing the policy that they had all developed. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with that? Were those people mistaken? Well, look, we just found that email that Jim Jordan mentioned in the closing statement that said the actual position from the by, from the Obama State Department was that Shokin was doing a good job, that uh, congratulations on the great work you're doing. So that's why we're going to continue the investigation. I think we had a great hearing today. We established the basis for impeachment inquiry. That was the objective. We did that. We presented the evidence. Uh, many of you, I don't know what more evidence you need. I mean, you know, what did the Bidens do for the $20 million? That's, that's the question. You may not lack the evidence. And you may be selling that there's no evidence, but let me assure you, the American people aren't buying what you're selling. They want to know what did this family do to get $20 million and what level of involvement did Joe Biden have? And that's why we will continue this impeachment inquiry. I thought it was a great hearing today. Uh, now I've got to go to the floor for House folks. Thank you all. Um, you already answered your question, James Comer. What did they do for $20 million? They fired Shokin. That's what he did. He changed policy in this country was affected uh, in order to line the pockets of Joe Biden and his family. That's just Ukraine. We know based upon other evidence, including bank records and more from the House Ways and Means Committee, that 23 countries were involved. Ukraine, China. We found out two days ago that in 2019, When Joe Biden was running for president and lying to the American people that his son, they had never gotten any money from the Chinese Communist Party, $250,000 was sent to Joe Biden at his address in Delaware. I'm sick of these Republicans playing games with me. I like you, James Comer. We have enough evidence for actual impeachment articles. Do your job, man. Same thing to the rest of the Republicans. And don't bring forth any more crappy witnesses like Turley. An avowed Democrat. They act like they act like they're going to win points with the Democrats by bringing forth a Democrat. No, you're hurting it. You're hurting our cause here. The the Republicans are still trying to play some game that they can win over. The, the, the point is to to get to the truth. Right. You already have the truth. The point is to get to the evidence. You have it. What's going on here is theatrics. It's performative meant to try to convince people that don't need to be convinced of anything. It's infuriating to me, particularly since we still have American citizens lying in gulags in this country. We still have Americans faced with 20 and 30 years in this country 
for doing nothing but questioning the outcome of an election. We still have a DOJ targeting a former president of the United States. We have a court up in New York, some judge who just decided to not even do a trial over the Trump fraud case and decided for himself that Trump had misrepresented the value of his properties. This is North Korea banana republic crap going on in this country. This is communism happening in the United States of America. And and we are playing with people that are bound and determined to persecute and prosecute and destroy anybody that stands in the way of getting their communism over on us. And this little game of patty cake is not going to save us from it. We're going to take a break. We come back. And certainly we got to do something to save us from what's happening at the southern border. We're going to talk more about that when we return. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show on this Friday Eve. Y'all have any big plans for this weekend? Do you have any plans for this weekend so far yet, my dude? Not yet, and it looks like it may be raining a little bit on Saturday and Sunday. Mm. Possible little, little rain. Oh, the weather's been so gorgeous all week. I was waiting for the weekend, and um, hmm, that ain't good. That ain't good at all. But you know what? Um, I, you know, I'm I'm a southerner. I can make do in the worst of conditions. I just might have to go do some shopping or something. You can get your uh, comfy blanket out and watch one of your uh, Hallmark movies. Yeah, you know what? I never did. Not Hallmark. Lifetime. Lifetime. That's right. Get don't get it twisted. Okay, I never yeah, did watch. Hallmark, they leave them. Lifetime, they kill them. Exactly. Okay, <laughs> I never did watch. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, I recorded Nightmare PTA Moms. Never watched it. So this could be a Nightmare PTA Moms uh, weekend. Absolutely. Is, it, is that a reality sure. show or is that a is it fiction? <laughs> If it's reality, I would watch it. <laughs> no, it's actually um, no, it, it's actually uh, a, a, a drama, like an actual movie. Okay, but th- I'm thinking that would make a really great reality series, Nightmare PTA Moms. I would watch and it, it could, for sure, and it could be yeah, and it could be actual like you know Moms for Liberty kind of thing where where they go and they bust down doors of yeah. these schools trying to indoct- indoctrinate children where drag queens are performing and then they yank at this drag queen by the thong and the, like the helicopter you know. and Bob Walters. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Walters here. I'm going to drop out here out here. What do you think you're doing here? This ain't education. <laughs> That's a great idea. I think we speaking of reality shows, I think we got to talk a little reality show. I'll save the border because that's a nightmare. Let's have some fun. I mean, I'm in a fun mood right now. So let's talk the reality game show that took place last night um, being called the second uh, Republican primary presidential debate. Shall we? I think uh, the Gipper, Ronald Reagan, was literally rolling over in his grave last night. I am so sad for my second favorite president, although as much as, as as successful as Trump was, I think Ronald Reagan will always just have a special piece in my heart. Uh, I just loved him so much, not just because of what a great president he was, but because of his faith, his belief, his marriage to Nancy and just who he was. Right. Um, so, I mean, I can't think of a worse location than the Ronald Reagan Library for Fox News to partner with Univision and put on a display of complete 
moronosity, as I call it. It was so moronic. The, um, the moderators, if you will, were some of the least brilliant minds in media. Dana Perino, Stuart Varney, who, you know, Stuart Varney, of, and then some uh, um, alleged journalist from Univision named Ilya. And I got to tell y'all, Ilya is a beautiful gal, okay? Ilya was looking beautiful in that white dress. And I wish I'd just been able to, you know, somehow watch the debate with her on mute, never having to hear her. Um, because she was such the obvious diversity, mo- uh, quote, moderator. Um, I'll get to that in a moment. But it was... <sighs> When the day after a debate, all everybody is talking about is what a crap show the debate was in terms of its format and its design and the moderators, the big losers of the night were Fox News. And those are the highlights. Okay, literally the highlights. The what one of the and and I don't know what I don't know is were they willing to look stupid? These these three up there in order to try to make the Republicans look even dumber? Was that what was going on? Because what they were doing was trying to promote infighting among the seven Republicans that were up there. But then as they were promoting the infighting, pitting them against each other, if it, it, it created a situation of crosstalk. Because when you pit two people against each other, these Republicans are going to start to go at it. And then they would go, well, we don't have time for that. We got to move on to another topic. And the Republicans would be like, no, no, no. And then they're all talking talking over each other. I mean, it was like it it was unwatchable, complete chaos, complete chaos. I've never seen anything worse in my life. And I have been saying for years, going back to at least 2012, the Republican Party has got to stop doing these, quote, debates, that what we need to do is we need to have two people up on the stage. You want to have a whole lot of loaded people up on the stage, split it up. There should never be more. You know, the Republican Party wants to allow a bunch of people to throw their hat in their brink. I'm, you know, more the merrier, but you got to split it up. And then you got to have an intern. Topic gets picked, an intern sets sets a clock, and people just start debating and talking. That's that's what's got to happen. This person gets this time to make their case. This person this gets time and they, they get to rebut each other. And that's it. Get rid of these moderators. I can't take another debate with Dana Perino. I can't take it. Part of the problem. And and but let's get back to to the candidates, if you will. I watched almost this entire thing and I can tell you almost nothing that had to do really with policy. Almost nothing that had to do anything with policy. Because because of the moderators, Fox News, Univision decided to try to foster uh, uh, fighting. And then you got the candidates uh, that either came there ready to fight and be nasty or just fed off of the you know moderators pushing them to be nasty. The highlights of the night were things like um, Tim Scott and Nikki Haley getting into a fight over curtains and Nikki Haley spending money on curtains when she was governor. And then you got the, the then uh, you got Vivek Ramaswamy being slammed because he was on TikTok. And then after he defends himself being on TikTok, Nikki Haley says to him, every time I listen to you, I feel I'm a little bit dumber. I mean, it was just, and she somehow thought that that was a smart thing to say. 
Chris Christie spent the entire night attacking Trump, who, thank goodness for him, wasn't even there. He thought the applause line of the night was to say, Donald Trump, you keep ducking these debates. And if you keep if it keeps happening, we're going to have to call you not Donald Trump, but Donald Duck. And then he's waiting for the applause lines. It was it was terrible. It was embarrassing for everybody involved. There was a little bit of policy that came through. Vivek Vivek Ramaswamy at one point was like, I think it might have been after Nikki Haley attacked him. And he's like, look, here we are in the Ronald Reagan library. By the way, I can see I don't trust Vivek Ramaswamy for a second. But let me tell you, in this kind of format, you can see why he's polling much higher than the rest of those bozos up on that stage. Because he was like, why are we here? He was he, he was the only one that got above the fray and actually said some very clear, important conservative talking points. Number one, that transgenderism is a mental disorder. And number two, that we needed to end birthright citizenship. And then the third good point was in regards to all the attacks, he was like, why? You know, we're here in the Ronald Reagan library. One of the things he was adamant about was that we not shoot inside the tent. And look at what look at what's going on here. I think perhaps the um, the second most cringeworthy moment was when Chris Christie and Mike Pence started talking about people having sex with teachers. Yeah, you heard me. Chris Christie thinks he's got a great line attacking Joe Biden in the unions by saying, how do you expect him to do good with the unions and be strong against unions? He's been sleeping with a union worker all these years. And I'm thinking, who is he talking about? And they're like, oh, yeah, Joe Biden's a teacher. Ew, I don't need to be thinking that. And then Mike Pence thinks he's going to be clever. And he comes back with, oh, you, Chris Christie, uh, you know, you want to talk about sleeping with teachers? My, te- my wife isn't in the union, but I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. <laughs> it was so cringe. But the most cringeworthy part came at the end. And it was really the shining moment for DeSantis because Dana Perino decided to tell the candidates that it, that they all needed, there was too many in the race. And if somebody didn't get out of the race, Donald Trump was going to win the primary. And so she wanted them to take the marker and write down on a piece of paper, which candidate should be quote, voted off the island. She literally tried to turn the debate into an episode of Survivor. Ron DeSantis, good for him, stood up against the absurdity in that moment and said, that's just disrespectful to the people here. You know what? The entire debate was incredibly disrespectful to everybody watching, to Republican voters. It was just abysmal and abhorrent. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back, final segment of the show. Let's take a little run down for the border, shall we? AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Oh, uh, you know, I almost forgot. 
in terms of Trump, it, his his response uh, to the debate last night was basically to talk about how embarrassing and boring it was. And quite frankly, at this point, it's time for people. It's just fruitless. I've got a solid lead of 40 points in some polls against some of these clowns. And now I've got a 10 point lead against Biden. It's time for us to rally around and, you know, uh, me and basically go forward. Um, I thought that was a good point. Uh, here's what Gavin Newsom who seemed to agree. Gavin Newsom was up there at uh, the Reagan ranch, and here's what he had to say on the debate. Governor, what do you think is going to be the takeaway after this debate from the American people? I think it will be clear that Trump comes out the dominant force after this debate. I mean, this is the XFL. This is Jake. I mean, honestly, I mean, this is maybe, maybe a vice presidential debate. These guys are getting lapped by Donald Trump. It's not even close. It's not even yeah, it's not even close. It's not even interesting. Just because you Republican voters don't like Trump doesn't mean that he's not, uh, you know, the, the front runner. It doesn't mean, you know, and it's so so insulting to us as voters, right? Because Ron DeSantis was actually asked on whether or not he had a mathematical path to victory. And he, and he tried to quote Ronald Reagan and tried to sound all, you know, Reagan-esque and said, you know, now is the time for choosing. And it's not up to the polls. It's up to the voters. But the voters are speaking through the polls, and the voters have coughed up these people like a cat coughing up a furball. That's the level of rejection here. Meanwhile, we've got to rally behind our front runner so that we can get a game plan going on the ground so that we can win in 2024. Because as somebody said that was so true, we have to win beyond the margin of error in the polls. We got to win beyond the margin of fraud. And that means we got to get a ground game going. Because the, because we also, not just the margin of fraud, but the margin of fraud involving the illegal aliens coming here that are going to be given an opportunity to register to vote through their driver's licenses and through their government IDs. The ground game that we've got to contend with is not just the ground game in the elections, but the ground game that's also happening at our border. We're being invaded there was something like 261,000 illegals in the month of August alone were being destroyed from within. I posted on the socials today that there was a, a Border Patrol agent who, after cutting the wires to let illegal aliens into this country, literally fist bumped with an illegal alien. This government hates me. They have to hate me. They have to hate this country. Because we're talking about letting illegal aliens in that are planting flags on our soil. These people aren't coming here because they love this country so much. Some of them are coming here to bring fentanyl across. Oh, and by the way, speaking of the debate last night. This Univision person, Greg Gutfeld from Fox News, is saying that it basically, and I'm sure this was to rehab uh, Fox News's credibility today, uh, he's blaming the Republican National Committee for the fact that this Univision alleged journalist was planting, not asking questions, but planting lies in the middle of questions like asking Vivek Ramaswamy uh, about fentanyl coming over. And she literally said in the question that it was Americans bringing the fentanyl across the border. Americans bringing fentanyl across the border. Vivek Ramaswamy gave a great answer in talking about the drug cartels. 
uh, there is a demand problem here. We do have a drug addicted country here, but this is the U.S. government aiding and abetting the drug cartels for power. And shame on her. Shame on the Republican Party who ever brought that haint to a debate stage. She is she an illegal? She a naturalized American citizen? Why should any Republican answer her questions? That's what I want to know. I would ask her back. How many how many family members are, are, are of of yours are in this country illegally? How did you come into this country? She asked questions about DACA, like it's so terrible that you know Trump tried to end DACA. I don't think there was any of them on the stage. Vivek Ramaswamy mentioned uh, ending birthright citizenship, and that's true. We have to end it. Uh, but we need a deportation force. And we need a ground game going into this election that stops all these illegal aliens coming through here, these drug traffickers, these cartel members, these sex traffickers, child traffickers. We need to, we need to these coyotes bringing all these, these people in here. We need to make sure these people aren't voting in our elections. Trump had uh, Trump instead of going to the debate, he spoke to the auto workers yesterday and he had the best line that had to do with Biden that I've heard in a long time. Let's let's end this hour on a positive note. Let's end this hour especially since we talked about this impeachment inquiry. Uh let me let me give you uh you DeSantis supporters and others. Let me give you a little taste of why Gavin Newsom was right and that there ain't no way y'all going to be able to beat this dude. Let's play But the it was the men and women who got every single day they got up and came back home with grease on their hands, and they were the ones that paid the price. They paid a big, big price. The only time Joe Biden has ever gotten his hands dirty is when he's taking cash from foreign countries, which is quite often, actually. It's quite often. Based on what we're seeing, it's much more often than anyone would have thought. But can you imagine an unannounced raid on his many homes? He would have made Senator Menendez look like a baby, just like a baby. Can you imagine? <laughs> the only time Joe Biden ever got his hands dirty was taking cash from foreign governments. Nobody does it better than Trump. I got to tell you, we're going to take a break. We come back hour two of tonight's Andrea K show. Stay right with us. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 